0: It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods.
1: Friday.
2: the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Wednesday and over the hump we go. Okay, just stop the music and hold it. This is not going to be a usual start to this morning's radio program. I've been listening to it and people have been sending me some of the reports out of Sheridan, Wyoming. In fact, it's been picked up by national news media. A police officer was shot and killed out of the Sheridan Police Department. It happened Tuesday night. Here's the just of what happened, what I know so far. And again, I started tracking this this morning because people were sending me notes on it. And several Wyoming news organizations had picked up the story. I really paid attention even more. I mean, not that I wasn't already, but even more when national news media started to cover this. So the police officer was up closer to the Montana border and serving uh, something to do with trespassing when he was shot and killed which goes to show it doesn't matter how well a, tre- a police officer has been trained or how long he's been on the force. This gentleman, I believe, has been there for six years. Anybody can be ambushed. And so the man who ambushed him then took off. And, yeah, you better believe it was a hot pursuit, and he went home where he barricaded himself in. This was in Sheridan, Wyoming. This has been happening all night long. Police departments from all around the state have been showing up to lend a hand. This guy isn't going anywhere. Now, reportedly, according to police on the scene, the man inside, the suspect inside, has an AR-style rifle and a shotgun. At one point, a police officer was uh, sitting up on top of an armored vehicle, and he said he heard something sort of ping off of the vehicle. ...as if a shot had been fired... and ...which caused him to get inside the vehicle. Right. Tear gas, of course... ...they've used a lot of tear gas canisters... ...and at this point... ...nothing has worked... ...because he may have a gas mask. So I don't know what they'll do... ...eventually they'll get him out of there, of course. Police officers will have the advantage in this... ...as they can rotate their shifts out and get some sleep... ...as again... Law enforcement from all over the state is on the scene. So they have the place around it. This guy inside is not going anywhere. And this guy inside is not going to get a whole lot of sleep either. So at some point, the police definitely have the advantage here. And they're going to get inside the house. Now, this is the last I've heard. I was even asking some people from up in the Sheridan area. Who were sending me notes overnight because they've been... Listening to the police scanners and sending me notes on what's going on. And I've asked several times during the course of, you know, I get here at 2 o'clock in the morning. So is it over yet? Anything? And so far, I haven't heard anything about being over. If I do find out something, I'll let you know. But the standoff is going on right now. So, again, national news media coverage on this. Here's a little of the story. Here's from Fox News. Sergeant Nevada Crinkle of the Sheridan Police Department died in hospital Tuesday afternoon after he was shot while trying to serve a trespass warning to a man near the intersection of 5th Street and Val Vista Street in Sheridan, according to the police. He was sworn in to the department October 11th of 2017, according to the Sheriff uh, Police Department Facebook page. He was also an Army veteran local news outlets had reported that as well. So news organizations from far as away Washington DC, I mean, I'm yeah, just something here from the Washington Post have been reporting on this six-year veteran of the department, city of about 20,000 people about 10 miles uh south of the Montana line. That's why they say it's kind of close up to the Montana area. So, again, as of 5 a.m. this morning, I don't have any more information than I I gave you right there. But that is actually something I had been thinking about quite a bit. Every so often we hear, unfortunately, about a police officer being shot and whether they're uh, killed in action, wounded, whatever the case. Sometimes it's more than one police officer. And whenever this happens, I think to myself, well, again, I don't care. This guy, army veteran, this police officer, army veteran. So he has training, plus police training as well. And after all these years, he knows, definitely knows what he's doing, but anybody can get ambushed at any time. That's actually an easy thing to do. Doesn't matter how good the police officer is, anybody can be ambushed. And even wearing body armor, which I've yet to see a police officer in decades, that's not wearing some kind of body armor, but that can only protect so much, as you know. So even though a uh, a police officer is well trained and has armor on, well, you know, he can only do so much. So he he died in hospital. And I, I did check out the Facebook page for the Sheridan Police Department, and was not at all surprised by what I saw. They are, uh, you can imagine, the, the mood of mourning that they're in right now. Because this doesn't often happen. Well, I mean, it's bad anytime, anywhere it happens. But how often does this happen in anywhere in Wyoming? It does, but it's extraordinarily rare. So you can imagine what the entire community of Sheridan is going through right now. Plus law enforcement all across the state of Wyoming, which in part would be why law enforcement from all over Wyoming showed up on the scene for this and have been camped there all night long. So I'm just waiting, I guess like a lot of you are, to find out what happens next. Uh, Police officers, my understanding, they don't want anyone getting hurt. I mean, a guy's barricading himself in his house. Uh, Rushing the place is extremely dangerous, of course. So they wait until they have the upper hand. The guy inside, having been in there for quite a while, getting very little sleep. And police can definitely make him uncomfortable if they want to do things like turn off the plumbing, turn off the electricity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Police can figure out – there's all sorts of strategies that they have. So they'll see which ones that they employ. They do have some vehicles that are armored vehicles uh, that can get closer to the building. What kind of strategy they use, I don't know. In most cases – and I'm just, I'm just saying this because I have no experience as a police officer, but I'm just saying this from what I've seen over the years. In most cases, what police officers will do is just wait and wear the guy down. So when they do finally move in, they have every possible advantage of someone who has not gotten any sleep at all and is in the worst possible condition. Now police officers can go ahead and, and make their move. So, all right, that's where we're at right now. I've Certainly didn't want to get up this morning and hear about a police officer being shot and killed in the line of duty anywhere, much less up in Sheridan, Wyoming. There's not a whole lot for news media in Wyoming, as you know, but what news organizations we do have are getting information, not just out of uh, Sheridan news media, which are there uh, covering the story, but also if you're interested in this, they haven't posted a lot but the Sheridan Police Department has a Facebook page that you can go to. And if they have anything, they'll post it up there on the Facebook page when they can. But they're, of course, they're focused right now. They're not exactly covering this like uh, news reporters would. So you have to kind of search and hunt around for information. I think we're just playing the waiting game right now. So how long until this whole situation breaks, I don't know. But if I find out something while I'm on the air, I'll let you know. 615, wake up, while Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do.
0: With the Wake Up Wyoming app, free download for Apple and Android, this is K2
2: Radio. 622 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. If you're just joining me, I'm just keeping an eye on what's happening in Sheridan, Wyoming, yesterday. A police officer was killed in the line of duty. He was serving a trespassing warning when he was shot, sent to the hospital, and did not make it, unfortunately. The suspect fled for home, barricaded himself in, apparently has an AR-style rifle, perhaps a shotgun, maybe even a tear gas mask, which is why tear gas has been ineffective. And that's been going on since yesterday, and to my knowledge, it's still going on right now. So from... A Montana television station. This is uh, KTVQ News or Q2 News, as they call it. And the uh, reporter, I was trying to see what time it was, sometime last night during their evening broadcast, they brought this up.
3: We do begin tonight with some breaking news. A Sheridan, Wyoming police officer shot and killed in the line of duty just a short time ago police chief travis Kultiska confirmed that sergeant nevada Crinky, a six and a half year veteran of the department was shot and killed while attempting to serve a trespass warning it happened right near the intersection of fifth street and valvista street the suspect fled the scene allegedly barricading himself inside of a home nearby sixth and North Sheridan Avenues. The standoff continues at this hour. The Sheridan and Gillette Police Departments and the Sheriff's Office and Wyoming Highway Patrol are evacuating nearby residents we're still trying to figure out if that man is still barricaded or surrendered he has yet to be identified though and we do have a crew at the scene and we'll have a full report coming up tonight on the fire. okay
2: so that was last night on their news now anything has changed since then i haven't heard of it it looks to me like the standoff continues from cowboy state daily law enforcement and swat agencies from around the state were still on a standoff man barricaded in now they were reporting this as of eleven PM last night, uh Tuesday evening, and that was about twelve hours after the suspect reportedly killed a Sheridan police officer. And to my knowledge, absolutely nothing has changed since then, other than the guy inside would be really tired by now. So you did hear about in the story I just played for you, Sergeant Crinkle shot and killed Tuesday morning. The suspect ...who had identified himself earlier to be on on the lookout report was William Lowry, 46 years old... ...fled and barricaded himself in his home near 6th Street and North Sheridan Avenue. And as you heard in that report, the police went ahead and brought in not just local SWAT, they called Gillette... ...and then other police departments and also highway patrols started to come into the area. So... At least one armored vehicle called a Bearcat was at the scene. That's a got uh, projectiles it can fire. It's got a turret on top. The officer sitting on top of that vehicle reported that something had pinged off the vehicle. And so he climbed inside it. Now, the story here says agents flooded the home with gas and light throughout the afternoon and evening. They broke windows rip the garage apart to expose any anything they could do to expose them to gas or anything else. And let them know he's not in charge of the situation. Just before dark, someone inside the home fired toward law enforcement agents. One of the agents, here we go, sitting on top of the Bearcat when the shot popped, he said. The following, let me see, Tuesday afternoon scanner. Okay, so people are watching and listening on police scanners right about now. Uh, Snipers are on the scene. That was announced at about uh, 4.15 p.m. that they brought snipers into the scene. By 4.55, agents were coordinating the deployment of tri-chamber gas grenades into the home, including uh, something to open or breach the door. Quote, he's on the phone again, said one agent around 4.56, referring to the suspect. We can't tell if he's being affected by the gas. He just hung up, they said two minutes later. By 5.11, the suspect apparently was not answering any more phone calls. Uh, they contemplated sending in another drone, but uh, ended up deciding to do more gas launches and see what that would do. That's, again, if he has a gas mask, that's not going to affect him a whole lot. So by 5.39, agents started flooding the two-story house with lights, blasting spotlights. Of course, a lot of noise would come with that. The idea just... Deprived this guy of any opportunity to get any kind of rest, as agents on the receiving side, then uh, they needed to draw back a little bit. Not just because of the gas that they were firing into the house; some of that's going to come back out. But uh, shots out, shots out! Yelled agents nine minutes before six p.m., and that came from the top window of the second floor. Everybody okay? Somebody yelled, "That's the firm," so nobody was hurt. Sounded like a large caliber to me, said wet agent. I agree with that, said another police officer. One agent was sitting on top of the Bearcat turret. Here's this part of the story again. When a shot sounded, he got into the armored vehicle with a few other boys, he said after that. The officers deployed more gas to the upper floor, and slowly but surely the sky goes dark. So about 6.09, agents confirmed that... Let me see. The Chevy Avalanche belonging to the suspect. They took about four minutes and pushed it out of the way. So they're trying to get rid of anything that might be between, a barrier between him and them. One agent said he saw the suspect walk toward the front of the house. He described the suspect as bald, white male with a black mask over his face. Had an AR-style rifle. Just remember, guys, he's got a rifle deep in the shadows of the house. You can't see him. Which, think about how dangerous that is for police, because they cannot see where this guy is, and he can hide in the shadows and shoot at them. Okay, so, meanwhile, college-age, high school youth gathered at the scene, determined to see what was going on. Bad idea. Uh, Apparently, around 7.14 p.m., uh, he was trying to call his girlfriend? Okay, well, that's about all I know so far. If I find out anything else, I'll let you know. But last I heard, they were still in standoff mode up there in Sheridan, Wyoming. Coming up on 630, local news coming to your way right after local news update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. 888-97-Woods, the phone number. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: Something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. 6.36
2: the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. So off we go to the Wyoming House and Senate, which is in session. And by the way, every morning you'll hear an update from our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, about what's happening in the state legislature. Special report every single morning. We do that about uh, 7.38 or so in the morning. So legislators, here's a headline, Cowboy State Daily. Legislators waste no time debating property tax reform. So they got right into it. More than a dozen property tax bills have been considered in the first two days of Wyoming legislator with three already defeated. One of the most publicized bills, the story says, for property tax reform is still alive, however, passing on a 57 to 4 introduction vote on Tuesday. So here's where it is a budget session. Yeah, and you can think property tax is part of the budget, right? Well, but still, technically, they have to get two thirds of the majority in order to get the bill before everybody for discussion or just consider a debt. So house bill, if you want to look it up house bill 45 HB 45, a bill sponsored by representative Barry cargo, Republican Buffalo would implement a 5% cap on property tax increases. So yeah, you can increase property taxes, but only by this much. Now I do wonder uh 5% tax increase per year or what? Okay. I don't know. I haven't read the bill yet, but I would say 5% tax, but then give it a while before they can do it again. The story says although the Wyoming Constitution states that all property must be assessed uniformly and at full value within one of three already established property classes, it does not prohibit certain tax exemptions which is what HB 45 is trying to cap. Now, also, many of the bills that are offered up, they're trying to be careful. If they don't do this right in order to fix property taxes in Wyoming, they would have to change the whole Constitution. Well, not the whole Constitution. That section of the Constitution, which is fine. We can do that, but wow, what a process that is. So it's much easier to work with what's already there if they can Greg said that this is a legitimate concern. He believes the Wyoming Constitution allows for exemptions and that the same concern should exist for any other property tax bill brought in front of the session. So, then there's the rebate program. Another bill discussed by the House Revenue Committee on Tuesday would expand the Wyoming property tax refund program to qualify for the reba- the program now. A homeowner must make No more than 125% of the median statewide or county income, whichever is higher. And there is also an asset-based requirement, too. Uh, House Bill 4, or HB 4, would expand the property tax rebate program up to 175% of media house income, which, however, the committee tentatively discussed lowering the threshold 145%. A refund guaranteed cannot exceed 75% of the applicant's prior year's property tax. This is where, to me, just my opinion here, the whole thing gets so complicated and convoluted. If anything, I'd love to go back and redo the whole system so it's not this complicated. Because even as I'm reading just this little bit to you, I understand if you're getting a bit lost. The story says the legislation also pushed back the deadline for county based property tax refund programs. So, Representative Liz Storyer, Democrat Jackson, said uh, she was highly, uh, it was highly used in her community. She said the average household income for Teton County applicants in 2023 was around $67,000 in a county whose average median income was 23000 dollars This program really does not work for our community, and it's really meaningful, or really does work, pardon me, for the community. It's really meaningful, she said. Sublet County Treasurer said the number of applicants who participated in her county's refund program nearly tripled. And and they had to because, again, their prices were suddenly going through the roof. The committee also discussed House Bill 3 which provides tax exemptions for people age 65 and older or someone who's been in Wyoming for 30 years. Now, so far, this is just based on just what little I've read so far. I like the idea of, hey, can we just put a cap on it? That would be so much easier. There's a ballot initiative that would slash assess values by 50 percent if approved by voters – Uh, did not make Monday morning deadline to be put on the 2024 ballot, according to the Wyoming Secretary of State Office. And I've had had on the program here several people who were working on that ballot initiative, but they just couldn't seem to get it on the ballot in time. They really worked hard for that, though. He's not a politician, but his pants are on fire.
0: Could someone grab an extinguisher? Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. 6.48
2: Six forty-eight. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go to talk to Frank Gambino. So, okay, Frank, uh, we warned them.
4: Did they take our? Or I, did they heat our warning? No, they
2: won't be. Uh, today's Valentine's Day.
4: Okay, we talked Happy about it Valentine's Day yeah, to okay. everyone.
2: Now oh, I did warn people, guys, especially you and I. Yesterday, talked about this. Mm. Go ahead and get those things now. Anybody who's thinking about getting flowers and candy and stuff like that, you're going to find the stores pretty much out today.
4: Yeah. Well, here, here's the bottom line: if mm. you're waiting to do it today, it's your own fault. Yes. Yeah.
2: And if you think at the last minute, oh, I better swing by somewhere, you can forget the florists. They're done. You think? They're sold out. I you mean, think? they might have a few things left, but. Oh,
4: I, 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 this is their busiest season. They oh, it is.
2: I- no, no, it is. But how many people thought to buy in advance? So if you're heading home from work today, Frank, and you go to the flower shop, it's going to be raided. Right, the, well, that's
4: the way it is. But right, they, right. hopefully, they're stocked.
2: Then, then you panic, and so you go to like the dollar store or Walmart, and you're going to find those shelves, which were heavily stocked in advance, rated.
4: Maybe you can get the plastic flowers yeah. that you put in grass. Ah, uh, could
2: possibly, yeah. So now you start getting desperate. And you start looking for whatever you can do because you can't go home empty-handed, right?
4: So that means you pick flowers out of somebody else's yard.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, it's wintertime. Oh. Now you're screwed there. Okay, here's what you should do. You can always go to the graveyard.
4: You know what? They pile them up, but you yeah. know. <clears throat>
2: no, no. No, they don't go there. Okay. So here's, here's what's left. Because those people out there who waited to the last second and forgot, and now you're in panic mode. First off, guys, uh, swing by and get something for dinner that she would like. Get a takeout. Okay. Now, I'm sorry you're going to have to do this, but it's your own fault. Then go home and tell her it's movie night. Pick whatever you want. Whatever you want. She's going to pick a chick flick. Fine. Yeah. And then worse yet, I mean, if she picks the Barbie movie. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. You're, that's, you're, you're stuck. Yeah, it's almost two hours, Frank. It's okay. Yeah, okay. More beer. Which is why, yes, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I put that in my article in the Wake More Up Insight, which is why you brought alcoholic beverages. Yes. Do not play on your phone. You'll get caught on that one, no.
4: Turn it off. Yeah, just
2: sit there and drink and eye straight forward and just put up with it for the next two hours. If not, you're just – you're a dead man. That's all I can say.
4: I I would get a coloring book, like a kid's coloring book, Uh and all the flower ones just draw in there. and make them look real nice and say – I love you. Uh-huh. Okay.
2: Technical difficulties over here.
4: So go with sports. All right, men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys will host Mountain West Conference leader Utah State in Laramie tonight. Cowboys have been consistently inconsistent and in they're five and five in league play, 12 and 11 overall. They were drilled by New Mexico their last time out. The Cowboys were also drilled by Utah State earlier this season. The Aggies are eight and three in the league and 20 and five overall with the second ranked, ranked offense in the league. And that's not good news for a folks team is last in the league in that will be an 8 p.m. start tonight from the double We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. And girls high school basketball from back on Friday in 4A, the number one rated team, Cheyenne East, defeated the number three rated team, Campbell County, 47-34. Fourth rated Laramie over in the Trona, 55-51. Fifth rated Sheridan over Cheyenne South, 66-35. Kelly Walsh in overtime over Star Valley, 65-60. Thunder Basin defeated Cheyenne Central, 62-61. And Wheatland over Glenrock Field. 56-17. The Herders are 5-9. On Saturday in Girls High School Basketball in 4A, East over Thunder Basin 59-35. Campbell County defeated Central 61-38. So East is 18-2 and Central is 13-6. Laramie is 8-11-6 after a 52-36 loss to Sheridan. Kelly Walsh going, uh, beat Jackson 52-17 and the Tron over Cheyenne South 51-36. So the Tron is 4-13 on the year. In yesterday's play on the boys' side, Riverton over the Kelly, Kelly Walls 43-41 and the Kelly Walls girls improved the 9-10 with a 65-41 win over Riverton. At the, coming up tomorrow in junior college basketball the Casper College teams will host Gillette College at the T-Bridge That'll be a 5-30 start for the women 7-30 start for the guys. Wyoming Cowboy football team officially announced that Jeff Phelps will be joining the coaching staff as a defensive tackles coach. He worked this past season at North Dakota State and also worked at Northern Illinois and Minnesota. He replaces Oscar Giles who accepted a job with the University of Houston. And the National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche broke a four game losing streak with a six three win over Washington. They asked with two goals in the first period, two in the second, three in the third, to improve to thirty three, seventeen, and four. And that's it in sports. Have we improved at all? Us? No. Yes. Oh okay. You know, yes. I I would say this. Yeah? You know, we're consistently inconsistent. That's, yeah, well, I mean that's we okay. have we have good days. Yes. We have medium days. Medium days, days yeah. We have bad days. Right, yeah. but we But we all have Yes, them. but at least we always show up, Frank. Well, yes. I mean, we're, well... You do okay. <laughs> Me, not so much. Half the time, yeah, really. yeah. Okay. But it's okay. I yeah. mean, you know, we, we, we're you know, we're right in the middle of the road.
2: Okay. Not I, off we, in the ditch. We're also just past middle age, so pretty much. All yeah. right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. We have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. It's so wake up Wyoming. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday, so over the hump we go. All right, several things just to let you know. Still just monitoring. I don't know yet, but there was a standoff with police that started yesterday. A Sheridan, Wyoming police officer was supposed to be serving a trespass warning. He was shot. He was brought to the hospital. He didn't make it. Uh, the the suspect rushed home. He's barricaded in, and that's been going on all night. With different police agencies from all over Wyoming on the scene. And they're not just standing. The police are not just standing around waiting for this guy. They've taken some action, including firing tear gas. This guy is apparently shot back at them. And the standoff continues. That's actually getting national news right now. So I'll keep you up to date on that. That's all I know at this point. It's been going on all night long, since yesterday afternoon, all night long. All right, next. I did mention to Frank yesterday, and I wrote an article for the Wake Up Wyoming site. Guys, Valentine's Day, that's today, just heard a story, just heard a story from Fox News, top of the hour, that 80% of men will go looking for a Valentine's gift today. Yeah. Yeah. of you will look for it. And you're going to show up. We all know what's going to happen. You're going to show up at various stores. And whatever it is you're looking for, it's going to be pretty much wiped out. Frank Gambino tried to make the case. Well, flower shops, they stocked up in advance. Yes, but they're going to be sold out real fast too. Guys, if you don't do something early and now, and you should have had this set up a couple of days ago, then you're going to have to go home with whatever food that you could get that she might like for takeout, and you're gonna have to sit and watch a chick flick with her. Hey? God help you if she turns on the Barbie movie. So make sure you bring lots of alcoholic beverages in that case. ID John in Granite Canyon, morning Glenn having a flight attendant wife pays off on days like today she's in another country. (laughs) That's cheating. I mean, that's totally cheating, but okay. Hang on a second, folks. Let me try to type something in here. Okay, I'm having an argument with one of my computers this morning. All right, so next up, and there's a whole list of things. I will be covering a lot of the state legislative process during the course of the next uh, few weeks as they go through this. I did cover last hour that, yes, the first thing they're trying to do is work tax reform for your uh, property taxes here in the state of Wyoming. And again, up to date on that, our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, uh, just after I get to the bottom of the hour here, 7.38, I think is when I play that one. He's going to give you an update on the legislative session, but we'll have a lot of guests regarding that during the course of the next few weeks as well. Now, next story. This is just to make your day because a lot of the news is kind of hard today, but I wanted something just to help you out. A good laugh to start your day because uh, with the news out of Sheridan and then, Valentine's Day. That's a lot of pressure for a lot of you guys. It's a good idea if you just go ahead and just break up with her prematurely and then try to get back together with her after Valentine's Day. That'll save you a lot of work. Chuck Schumer, yes, Senator Chuck Schumer, says it's right-wing propaganda to suggest that President Biden has a lacking mental acuity or that has declined over the years. So for those of you who have noticed that Chuck Schumer, well, let me see if I can play. I'm going to try here. This is off a different computer. Uh, Chuck Schumer is going to try to make the case to you that, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play this, that those of you who say that President Biden is in decline, and I'm one of them. Well, that's just right-wing propaganda. His mental acuity is great, says Chuck Schumer. Really, then what have we been watching? And because Chuck Schumer says this, you're supposed to just believe this, right? Is that how that's supposed to work? He said it and called it propaganda, therefore you have to believe it?
4: You know, regularly, or sometimes several times in a week, or usually several times in a week. His mental acuity is great, it's fine, it's as good as it's been over the years. I've been speaking to him for 30 years since we worked on the Brady Bill and the Assault Weapons Ban when I was a young congressman. <laughs> um, and um, he's 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 fine. All this right wing propaganda that his mental acuity is declined is wrong. He's going to win the election because he has a great record. First one. Okay, I- so.
2: Does that make you feel better? No, I'm just picturing a bunch of people around Wyoming just laughing. At you. Don't run off the road. I understand. It's hard to hear that. But also realize Chuck Schumer's mental acuity has declined over the years. So consider the source. These are both really old guys here. And as far as they're concerned, they're looking at each other going, what? We're fine. You're both not fine. And we know and we can tell. I like what the writer of this article said. He starts with, bro, (laughs) everything is right-wing propaganda now. When are lefties going to catch on to the fact that simply telling the truth in today's world is not right-wing propaganda? I like that. I really do like putting it that way. Just because somebody told the God's honest truth. Hey, the border is being overrun, and a lot of these people are people you don't want in this country sex traffickers drug dealers etc 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 terrorists you don't want these people in the country that's telling the truth we cannot handle being overwhelmed like this by so many people from foreign countries that are just pouring in over a border this is too much now that's the truth and saying so is not right-wing propaganda Noticing that our president is, I was noticing before he ever ran for president, but that he's slipping. And in the past year or so has slipped quite a bit. Noticing that and calling that out is not right wing propaganda. For that, it's like the old, the emperor has no clothes. If you remember that story, when the kid yelled out that the emperor was naked was that right-wing propaganda? No, the kid was telling the God's honest truth. So there's Chuck Schumer. Oh, I talk with him every day. He's doing just fine. And we're supposed to just believe that. So this writer here for Not the be, Now, I love Not the be Of course, there's Babylon B, which is satire, right? Not the be is when the story is so unbelievable that you would think it's satire, but it's not. This author says, so if you tell the truth about our president, mental decline. You're a right-wing propagandist. Good to know. Go ahead and jot my name down on the list then. I'm sure every single one of us, left and right, will make that list eventually as long as we're willing to tell the truth. That's really what it comes down to. Now, I would rather be a right-wing propagandist than a liar like Chuck Schumer. Jim is in Laramie uh out the flowers she liked and the candy she wanted on oh my god jim and laramie they were out of the flowers she liked and the candy she wanted on saturday while she was uh <laughs> while she oh you or oh, she did you're you saying you got it or say they were already out okay i go, so okay I, i'm getting what you're saying it kind of came across funny jim uh, so basically, you bought flowers and candy on Saturday and had a fantastic selection. If that's what you did, if I'm reading that correctly, then you demand because you were thinking ahead. According to what I just heard on the news, 80% of guys will try to pick up flowers and candy or whatever today. And you're going to wind up in a lot of trouble. Then you're going to wind up at the dollar store or Walmart Which he knows you're going to go there out of desperation. And that stuff's going to be cleared out too. Kevin in Wheatland. Maybe Schumer is being accurate. Maybe people have said that uh, Joe Biden has always been an imbecile. (laughs) My sister in Lake Wills. My flowers were picked up from Publix last night. Well, (laughs) But that's okay. I guess public flowers are okay because they're flowers, right? But the store looked like a huge florist and balloon shop. So they probably had many men in checkout lines this morning. Well, sister dear, according to Miss Mary, she was at Walmart yesterday and apparently there were a lot of men standing in line with teddy bears. (laughs) So here are all the guys who are thinking about this at the last second. Now guys, I'm telling you right now, whatever you're going to do, go to the store like now because if you don't, You're going to have to sit and watch a chick flick with her tonight. And I don't wish that on anybody. 716, Wake Up Wyoming. You asked for an expert. Uh, We didn't have the budget for that.
0: Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app.
2: Okay, some of this is not going well. Uh, let me take a moment here and talk to my sister dear in Florida. See, uh, <clears throat> sister dear, your second husband was a great find. I really like him. Okay, be good to him. <laughs> because He was one of those rare husbands who thought yesterday to stop by a store and pick up flowers for you for Valentine's today. See, he's ahead of the game. He's ahead of the other guys. As the news story said, which I agree with, about 80% of men will think about Valentine's Day way too late today and will rush the flower shops and rush the stores for whatever they can get. And it's all going to be bought out really fast, which means what's left of them, some of them are just going to forget and get in trouble. But the rest of them are going to have to suffer through a chick flick in order to make it up to her. So to that, my sister says, Chick Flick, thanks for the idea. I might be able to make that happen tonight. Don't do that to the poor guy. He was one of those who thought in advance. Okay, he's a keeper. Not like one of these guys who's going to be almost home within sight of the driveway and go, oh, God, it's Valentine's. And he's going to turn all the way around and head back to the store, and it's too late. You didn't find one of those. You found one of the good ones. Now, DJ and Gillette, it's a lot easier for her and her husband. She says, chick flick in our house is fifth element. Yeah, (laughs) sci-fi. DJ likes watching a good sci-fi flick, which is what her husband likes, too. That makes it a chick flick in her book. So her husband, John, gets off easy and stuff like that. Although John is one of those guys who thinks in advance, and he's already taken care of everything. DJ's probably going to get flowers delivered to the office today. Lots of them. Because John does stuff like that. So, again, I don't torture your guy like that. The rest of you men out there, you have been warned, okay? All right. Here's an interesting story I put up on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning. It starts with a study that was done. Here in Wyoming, we've had a couple of problems over the years. One was up in Gillette. A young person was trying to cross a busy highway and got hit by a car, and it was fatal. And so they changed the way the whole crosswalk thing works in hopes of improving it. And I remember Cheyenne has had that problem where somebody trying to cross a busy road and got hit. In fact, I witnessed – I didn't witness a person getting hit but almost did, and I was in no position. I could have screamed my head off, and nobody would have heard me from where I was. In a building upstairs, looking down at what was happening on the street, there's nothing I could do about it. As a lady was trying to cross the street, and this big truck is coming at her. So this study is from the University of Ohio, and it show or Ohio State University, and it shows exactly what I've been talking about over the years. The problem is oftentimes when cities and government in general tries to fix the problem, what they do is unintentionally make it worse. So they'll make sure to do a lit crosswalk and they'll do lights and arrows and all this kind of stuff, right? And some of that's meant for the drivers of the vehicle. Some of that's meant for the pedestrians. And you would think if everybody does what they're supposed to do, the whole system would work, but then still it doesn't work and people still get injured or killed. And it turns out, according to this study, it's what I've been talking about for years, nothing I figured out, somebody else figured it out. The problem can actually be all of the lights and arrows and yeah, but see here's what I saw when i was I was in Cheyenne. I was up in a building, tall building I'm looking down, and there's this older, not little old lady, but an older lady trying to cross the street, and she's following what the light is telling her to do as a pedestrian. She's following the markings on the road and the signs, and that's what she's looking at all right, meantime sitting there and ready to turn he's at a traffic light and he's going when the light changes he's going to turn and he's going to turn right into her and i look at the truck driver who is watching the light he's got both hands on the wheel and he's watching the light he's not watching anything else well the lady's trying to make a, a cross on time but she doesn't make it she's not fast enough to make it on time the light changes she's still out in the road That's where, I'm in my mind, panic is setting in because there's nothing I can do about this. And the truck starts up and starts to turn onto that road where she is. Now, she just barely makes it up to the sidewalk on time, and the truck goes blowing right by. It didn't – the truck did not hit her. He was really close. She made it. And she was really shocked at how close that truck came. When the truck blew by her, she spun around. Oh, my God, that was close. So what was she doing? Watching all of the lights and the arrows and the signs and so on and paying no attention to what was going on around her. And what was the truck driver doing? Well, the truck driver is watching the lights. And he's as soon as the light changes, he's going to follow the signs and the arrows doing with exactly what they're telling him to do. But what is he not doing? Watching the road. Neither of them are looking around and paying attention to their surroundings. It's actually been found the best way to solve these problems is not to add more lights and signs and et cetera, et cetera, but to add less, to take take away. The more we make people pay attention to what's going on around them, the safer it is. That's why I know people in Cheyenne, they hate those roundabouts, that one big one especially. And actually, that's the safest intersection in Cheyenne because it forces everybody to pay attention. So I've, I've been saying that for years based on other studies that have been done around the world. And now this uh, University of Ohio State study basically says the same thing. Uh, JP and Cheyenne, Barbie is not a chick flick movie about women don't that don't need men. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched it. <clears throat> I look at it as a chick flick not because of any kind of romance or anything like that, but because chicks want to go see the Barbie movie. And men really don't. <laughs> JP, that's why I call Barbie a chick flick. I haven't seen it, but that's the impression that I got in watching trailers and so on for the Barbie movie. Who knows? It's probably a really great movie. But I just... Sorry, guys, if you didn't get anything for Your Lady by the end of today. That's probably what you're going to end up watching tonight. It's almost two hours long. Bring lots of beer. Coming up on some local news that we have to take care of and weather forecasts, also a couple of things coming up. Besides Don Day's forecast, as he and I talk about it live, there's also going to be a legislative update with our man in Cheyenne Doug in the next segment. Wake up, my own.
0: Where Wyoming comes to talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at
2: 888 97 7.36 at the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My sister, dear, in Lake Wales says, Barbie, you sure are throwing out ideas for women. Yeah, although, if you're just catching up with us here, And a lot of men, according to recently what I heard on the news, just top of the hour, just this hour, about 80% of men will do last-minute shopping for Valentine's Day, which is today. Which means they're in trouble. Well, Bob called in and said, guys can still get cheese from women. Yes, remember a couple days ago, I told you guys that women actually can be impressed by cheese. So don't forget the cheese, guys. If you get her a platter of assorted cheese, okay, or cheeses, I think is the proper way to say that. And then you can go ahead and uh, impress her because you brought home. If you can, some wine would be nice. It Depends on who you're talking to because Rand and Ford Danger says if she has like American cheese and beer, she's happy. Uh, Whatever makes you, whatever floats your boat there, that's okay. But we had this talk early on this week and women were saying, yes, uh, assorted cheeses and some wine is a great gift. So you can always do that. Head down the cheese aisle, guys, if all else fails or you end up watching a chick flick. Okay, real quick here, we're going to do some... State news, and I have our man in Cheyenne, Doug, coming up in just a second to do that for you. A committee is considering how to recover rates for electricity shipped out of state. Yeah, your Wyoming House and Senate are in session right now. Cowboy State Daily controversial rate case involving a hike in power bills in Wyoming by electric utility Rocky Mountain Power. Hit accord with lawmakers Tuesday in a state committee hearing And so the corporation's election and political subcommittee considered a proposal that would better define what a utility recovers in costs that did not benefit ratepayers in Wyoming. That's something we should not be paying, for example, for Washington state, which we are.
0: Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 880-97 Woods.
2: 744 is the time coming up in 745. Off we go to talk to Don Dave from Dave Weather. So, okay, I'm noticing there's just a slight change out there, Don. It's not like it was yesterday.
1: An air leak out of Montana, British Columbia, and Alberta, and come into the region. We're looking at radar right now and seeing some snow along Interstate 90 in parts of northeastern Wyoming, but especially stretching across South Dakota. This isn't the bigger push. That one's going to come in late tomorrow and Friday. But the weather is is changing a bit towards a colder, more wintry pattern.
2: Okay. Now, as, as I was watching your podcast this morning through Cowboy State Daily, and I noticed that as this system comes in, there's a whole bunch of others queued up behind it. So we just get a lot of little stuff that I hope will add up to a good amount of snow for those places that need it.
1: Yeah. What we have is, as you mentioned, lots of little systems. No one in particular that's going to be really big, but it's it sounds a little counterintuitive. But when we get into these patterns where we have multiple systems spread out over several days that are small coming off the Pacific, that is the best way to make it snow in Wyoming's mountains. Um, a lot of times the bigger storms are more impactful on the plains than in the mountains. So it's the frequency of little systems that really build the snowpack and the Wyoming's northern and western mountains uh, are going to do very well. Case in point, in the last 24 hours, 16 inches of snow at the Jackson Hole Ski Area, and it's really just getting started. And we will see some of that snow spread out onto the plains of northern Wyoming in particular, along that I-90 corridor, parts of the Bighorn Basin. But central and eastern Wyoming, will get a dusting of snow out of this as well before the weeks is over.
2: Okay, now as, as for central and especially northeastern Wyoming, they may have been wondering all this time, hey, what happened to winter? Well, it's not to say that they're not going to catch up.
1: Well, yeah, I will tell you El Nino winters – Especially at the beginning, favor areas to the south. And all you got to do is look at snowpack. You know, the snowpack in Arizona and New Mexico is 120 25 percent of average. So, if you want to know where that where that wintry weather has gone, it gets more directed south in an El Nino. Now, as we go through the rest of the season and El Nino fades, we should see those snow chances get a little bit better up north.
2: Okay, thank you, Don. Don Day with day weather. So, okay, there you go. Things will be improving. For those areas, but now we'll just have to see how much they get ca- get caught up. But this is actually kind of typical for what happens in this kind of a weather pattern. Off we go over to the icebox. box. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, I I hate to do this to you, but the conversation continues about Valentine's Day, and it's my fault I started it.
4: Well, then don't yeah. then stop talking about yeah, it. Well, no, Let people get no, into just, rooms and
2: figure it out for, for, themselves. for themselves. Yeah, a study was and this is Isn't, news top of the hour, oh, okay geez. said that about eighty percent of men will go shopping for Valentine's stuff today.
4: I don't think it's eighty percent no, I don't
2: either, but I think it's a large number.
4: They'll, now, be, they'll be out there. Even then- Miss
2: Mary pointed out that she was at Walmart late last night, and there were a lot of guys standing in line with teddy bears and stuff. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see. And then, yes, it is true that most uh flower shops, stuff like that, do tend to sell a lot at the last minute, which is what wipes them out. But this brings back to something we were talking about earlier this week. Apparently, women don't mind at all if you come home with a box of assorted cheese.
4: Yeah, Oh, some some cheese, yeah, very expensive,
2: yeah. Oh, so they very, like stuff like very that. Expensive. so.
4: You got to think outside the box, Frank. You got to think, you know, if you're desperate, yeah. Well, yes, and, and you need to, you know, have that moment of clarity. But you don't want to look desperate, Frank. You really don't want. to They, look, already, <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, the they already know. Yeah, the women already know that you're
2: desperate. This is something I whoever invented this, and I think this holiday was invented by Hallmark cards. Okay, But I think a bunch of women at Hallmark invented this because women love the idea that it puts the pressure on all the guys. I want to know from the ladies, what are you going to do for us? They don't have to. That, that's the problem, I think. I think I would like something, too, for Valentine's Day. Some women do that. You know. well, now, I did see, and I, I object to this, there are some retailers out there that are trying to treat Valentine's as if it's a new Christmas,
4: Oh, they have been. Yes. That's not a new phenomenon. Yeah,
2: and my answer is to all of those retailers out there, no. We already had a Christmas. I don't have to do that again. Okay, we're not going shopping like that. She's going to get some nice flowers, maybe some cheese. Yes. But that's about it. Anything that I can do to avoid having to sit through a chick flick.
4: Oh, come on. You can... You kind of take you know close your eyes for a little bit you know i mean
2: <laughs> yeah
4: you just kind of stare
2: at the screen going uh-huh. uh, which is why um i i've said you know make sure if you're going to do that make sure to bring home the alcoholic beverages yeah i'm, I'm you know don't watch it count me in and i was told by now this one i have to appreciate this dj lives up in gillette with her husband john they both love watching science fiction movies. Oh, okay. So to her the movie The Fifth Element is a chick flick as far as she's concerned. Which means John gets off really easy. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. So if she if they want to sit down and watch some really, really watch cool, it twice. Sure. Yeah. You know, sci-fi movies. Some, the movie Alien. She would love watching the movie Alien as a Valentine gift. Now most guys are looking at that thinking now why can't my girl be like that?
4: Yeah. Exactly. I, I, but I don't get the alien I don't either
2: thing. but this is what DJ likes because it's got, well, it's got Sigourney Weaver. There's, oh, oh, there,
4: there's a There's a star. And
2: she's a tough chick with yes, guns. That's, yes. that's killing some alien creature. So, according to DJ, that's exactly what she wants. So, okay, guys, you have I'm not going to talk
4: about this anymore. You're You on have your own. been
2: warned. All right, I'm still having technical issues. Alrighty. Go with sports.
4: Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys hosting Mountain West Conference leading Utah State in Laramie. Cowboys have been uh, consistently inconsistent so far, sitting at five and five in league play, twelve and eleven overall. They were drilled by New Mexico their last time out, and the Cowboys were also drilled by Utah State earlier this season in Logan. The Aggies are eight and three in league play, twenty and five overall, with the second rated offense of the Mountain West. That's not good for the folks who are rated last in defense in the league. That's an eight p.m. start on uh, tonight in Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Girls High School Basketball from Friday in Class 4. A Cheyenne East rated number one beat number three Campbell County, 47-34. Fourth rated Laramie over in the Toronto, 55-51. Number five, Sheridan over Cheyenne South, 66-35. Kelly Walsh defeated Star Valley in overtime, 65-60. Thunder Basin over Cheyenne Central, 62-51. And Wheatland beat Glenrock, 56-17. The Herders are five and nine on the year. Then on Saturday, East improved to 18-2 on the year with a 59-35 win over Thunder Basin. Gillette over Campbell County, 61-38. Central is 13-8. Sheridan defeated Laramie, 52-36. So Laramie falls to 11-6. Kelly Walsh, a big win over Jackson, 52-17. And the Tron over Cheyenne South, 51-36. Yesterday in high school basketball, the Kelly Walsh girls got 9-10 with a 65-41 win over Riverton. And the Riverton boys down Kelly Walsh, 43-41. Coming up tomorrow in junior college basketball. The Casper College team's hosting Gillette College at the t Gym. That's a 5.30 start for the women, 7.30 start for the guys tomorrow night. Wyoming Cowboy football team officially announced that Jeff Phelps will be joining the coaching staff as the defensive tackles guy. Coached this past season at North Dakota State, also worked at Northern Illinois and Minnesota. He'll replace Oscar Giles, who accepted a job at the University of Houston. National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche, broke a four-game losing streak with a 6-3 win over Washington. The A's with two goals in the first period, a couple of more in the the second and a couple more in the third to improve to thirty three seventeen and four and that's it in sports. So I guess the Cowboys then are going
2: to have to do or are probably doing a lot of reorganizing, right? About well,
4: now. I, I, well like with, in, in football, you have a new head coach and yeah. people people are always coming and going. It seems like you know that's just the way. It, it's, it's, it's a very fluid thing, not only with coaches but with players yeah. and everything else. That's. That's the nature of it, you know, and you got to hit the ground running with that. I mean, you always have to stay ahead of the game. People are, you know, they're, they're they're getting a better offer, or or there's guys, there's hungry guys out there that could use an an offer from Wyoming to further right. their athletic, further their career and everything else. It's you know, it works, it works both ways, you know. So you got to take advantage of who's out there, who needs an opportunity, who you know, yeah, you know, part of it, and say, all right, come on. We we can win at
2: Wyoming. Let's go. Okay. All right. So we're going to see. I guess it happens every single season. You got every take a look single at season with just about where. every team. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care. Of. Hey, roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. We do some open phones. If all goes well, I have a guest coming up at eight twenty this morning. Community and professional relations coordinator for Rocky Mountain Lions. I. Bank. We'll talk about that as they get here. A a way for you to donate and help people in need. So wake up, Wyoming.
1: Right.
2: Eight oh six the time. It's Wake Up, My Only. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So okay. Let's uh, see uh getting a uh I think our car just pulled up and going downstairs to catch our guests. That's very good. Okay. So, um hang in there. I have a guest coming up this hour, plus a couple other things I wanted to go over with, and then we'll get into open phones after all of that. So also uh well, let's just go up to Sheridan real quick. If anyone up in the Sheridan area happens to be listening to the program, I'd like some information. So yesterday, folks, a Wyoming police officer up in Sheridan was delivering a warning of trespassing. And he was shot and rushed to the hospital. And he didn't make it. The suspect was chased back home where he barricaded himself in. That went all night. I mean, all night that went. All night. Police have been firing tear gas in. Police from all over Wyoming have shown up. Gillette was one of the first to help out Sheridan. The highway patrol was there. So police departments, including some armored vehicles, tried to get in there. They've basically, well, they moved his car and wrecked his garage, fired a bunch of tear gas. The guy seems to have a AR-style rifle and a shotgun and maybe a gas mask because all that tear gas isn't doing a whole lot of good. Now, that's all I know so far about this is that we've lost a police officer here in Wyoming. And this guy is barricaded in the house and has been in that house all night long. So people have been sending me little tidbits of information. In fact, let me go check one other source where people have been. You can always send me a note by using the Wake Up Wyoming app and just hit the chat option and send me a note there. Some other people have been communicating with me by Facebook, and I'm just double checking to see if i got anywhere else. No so far. And if I find anything else, I'll let you know. But that's where we're all right now. Uh Sherry sends me note. The guy's Valentine's Day is March 14th, but uh, Pi Day dominates that date. So you'll have to Google. Oh, I know what Pi Day is. I thought of doing Funny Steakhouse. Um, wait a second. I know. Yeah. Uh, and love it. Okay. So, yeah, Pi Day is more important than Valentine's Day as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> well, uh Pi Day is exactly one month from now, 3.14. Pi, right? Yeah, 3.14 is pi. So that's Pi Day. So that's when you have pi. Okay, it's a mathematical joke in case you didn't know. All right, so uh next one up here, and there's a whole lot of things to talk about this morning. The Wyoming legislators are in session right now. Okay, and we're keeping up on that as best we can because it's been really – I mean it really has been a whirlwind so far with about 13 committee bills on introduction just shot down immediately and a lot of drama to start the whole thing in the Senate. If you keep up with the Wake Up Wyoming site, we've got all of that going on. And our man in Cheyenne, Doug, has special reports for you every single morning at about seven thirty-eight or 9 is when you get to hear those reports. Now, yesterday – the House finally impeached Mayorkas. Not that it's going to do a whole lot of good, but we're in Washington, D.C. now. This is the first time in 150 years a cabinet member has been impeached. Now, it really doesn't mean anything. that Republicans finally got their act together and were able to impeach this guy for not doing his job at the border. But all that, it's like the Bill Clinton impeachment, where he was impeached in the House, but it didn't make it through the Senate. And it was dead on arrival. So, About all that happens is Mayorkas goes down as impeached in the record books. But he's not going to be removed from office. And it shows on the one hand, yeah, that's a a, a bit of a slap on Mayorkas for not doing his job. And that can be used against the president as he tries to run for reelection. And how come you can't get a guy in there who's going to secure the border? Why this guy? How about getting somebody? Oh, that's right. You don't want to defend the border. That's about all of this will do. But as far as you know, the Republicans—they can't really do anything more because there's more Democrats in the Senate than there are Republicans, so they're never going to get it passed there. So at least they got their act together and got that done anyway. And now we move on. Yesterday, I gave you guys a story which I'm keeping up with because it involves all of humanity. Yesterday came the news that we now have to start recycling human hair to save the planet from climate change. For those who didn't hear that story, yes, there's actually members of the cult of climate change that have said that when you get your hair cut, that hair goes usually to a landfill where it decomposes. And releases CO2 into the air. And that release of CO2 into the air is detrimental to the climate, as you know. Causes climate change. And so they want to take that hair and start making it into stuff. It can be weave for clothing. Your couch, if you have a cloth couch, can be made out of human hair. Instead of having to go off with cotton and other stuff like this, man-made fibers, instead we can just use human hair. That way it doesn't decompose out there in some landfill and cause climate change. This is the latest from the cult of climate change. Now I gave you this this story yesterday to you guys, and I found a couple of more stories on it. Here's the latest. Washington Post Climate Solution. This is the author that they've hired Washington Post hired Nicholas Rivero who gets to write ridiculous stories like this and for some reason the Washington Post publishes this stuff as if it's something serious there are two environmental advantages it says to weaving with human hair according to this writer it keeps hair out of landfills and incinerators where it would release greenhouse gases while rotting or burning. Second, it avoids the consequences of clearing land to grow cotton or drilling for oil or to make synthetic fibers or shearing wool from sheep. Hang on. Sheep love to be sheared. They actually appreciate it because it can get really hot under all of that, just so you know. It can be healthy for them that we shear them. And in clearing land to grow cotton, you clear land in order to grow another plant. So, isn't that a net negative benefit? Okay. So, yeah, hang on. Scott and Scott's Bluff. Republicans got their act together? Funny, Glenn. Okay, now I'll give you that one, Scott. The hell they did. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Covering world-ending catastrophes.
0: For years to come, it's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Wood. live content. Listen on demand on
2: the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Coming up on 820, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Sitting in the studio with me is Raya. Got to make sure I say that right. Correct. It's like rye bread, you said. With an uh. With, a, with an "a" uh at the end of <laughs> it <there>. Correct. Okay. <laughs> so you're in here today to talk to us about something people can do to go ahead and, and donate to the community. But this is a little bit different, isn't it?
5: That's correct, yeah. We're having a special event this evening.
2: Okay. Where and when and what for?
5: So, um, we are part of a special team called the Donate Life Wyoming State Team, and it's a group of organizations that rally around organ, eye, and tissue donation. We come together for that cause, and tonight we're having a special viewing of the movie Ordinary Angels. It doesn't launch nationwide until next week, but we're able to have a special event this evening where we're viewing that movie early, and everyone who will be at that movie has a connection to organ, eye, and tissue donation has a special connection and so we're previewing that movie this evening for for donor day most people know today as valentine's day Mm -hmm. but it's also known nationwide as donor day it's a special day where we raise awareness for organ eye and tissue donation and we encourage people to have a conversation about the topic around the dinner table with their loved ones and share their decision with each other about donation.
2: I think I saw a poster for that movie and it already gotten a lot of attention before it ever, like you said, ever even hit at regular movie theaters
5: right yeah it's. it looks like it's going to be a great movie I'm really excited to see it um, it's about a true story um, back in 1994 a Kentucky hairdresser rallies around brings the community, community together and rallies around this widowed father to take care of his child who is in need of a liver transplant so very touching about coming together as a community which is so up Wyoming's alley that's what we do in Wyoming we come together for each other we support each other, which is really why organ donation and tissue donation and eye donation is really important in our state because it is about coming together and taking care of each other. And that's why in Wyoming we say yes at a really high rate here in this state. We say yes normally right around 58 to 60 percent here in Wyoming because yeah, yeah, we believe in taking care of each other and helping our neighbors in need. So I think this movie Ordinary Angels is going going to speak to our community because in wyoming really we are ordinary angels Mm -hmm. we're just people walking around that say yes every day to organ eye
2: and tissue donation so does everybody get a free box of kleenex when they come in to see the movie
5: (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah. it's it's ironic you said that we have some gift bags that we're putting in the seats (laughs) for the people and we we did put tissues in those in those those gift bags where
2: do people see the movie and when
5: so, um, our event tonight is at the at six thirty at Studio um, City Mesa on the west side. Mm-hmm. But for the um, general public, the movie does launch next, I believe, on the twenty third. So okay. we do want to encourage the general public to please come out and support this movie as well. Hillary Swank is the star, and she actually has. Um, a connection of her own, a personal connection to donation. Okay. So she has uh headlined in the movie, and she, I believe her father had a lung transplant. So wow, she, she has a major connection yeah. to donation as well. And
2: for those who are listening around Wyoming, she's talking about the Casper, Wyoming area, but watch your local uh, movie theater listeners for that to come up. Yes. Now, donating in Wyoming is actually pretty easy to do if you want to go ahead and get on that list. Is that something that's on the driver's license?
5: Yes. You can always check to see if you've said yes already by just pulling out your driver's license. Um, If you look at your driver's license, you'll see on your driver's license, there'll be a little black heart with a Y inside if you have the newer driver's license. Some of us still, though, have the older style driver's license. And if we haven't received the new one and we have the older style, there'll be two little red hearts in the top right on the older style. So look for a heart. Just look for a heart on your driver's license. That little heart is the donation symbol in our state that signifies you said yes and you put yourself on the registry when you signed up to get your driver's license. Right. And it's really important in Wyoming that you continue to say yes. You need to say yes every single time that you go back and renew your driver's license.
2: Right. And it really is as simple as just saying yes. That's it. It's a question yep. on there. You just say yes. Yep. That's it. Now, what about those people who either are not going to have a driver's license or maybe are quite a few years in between having to renew their licenses?
5: Yep. Some people don't get a license. Like you mentioned, they might just get a state ID mm-hmm. at the driver's service office. You need to say yes, too. So when you fill out your application and you just get an ID... If you believe in donation, we encourage you to please say yes as well on the application. Or you can always go online at any time, 24 Please go online to DonateLifeWyoming.org and you can fill out... Sign up to be a donor there. And you can say yes online as well.
2: I think it would probably be a good idea also if you did something like that. Just let your family know that, hey, when I go, this is going to happen.
5: Absolutely. And that's what is really important about this observance today, National Donor Day. We really encourage people to take today to share that love. That's what that little... Uh, message means share the love you shouldn't be having that conversation when your loved one dies you shouldn't surprise them by them finding out you signed up then Mm -hmm. we don't want that to happen they're going to be grieving. We don't want them to find out then. So take today to have that conversation. Whip out your license and look for that heart. If the heart is there, take today to talk about it around the dinner table. Break bread with someone over dinner and tell them now that you made that decision and it's really important to you that they carry out your wishes to be a donor after you pass.
2: I think it's important to have as many people as possible in the pool, not just because there's a lot of donations out there, but matches have to be made. Not every organ can go into just any old person
5: that's correct yeah and people don't realize how much how many lives you can impact one person has the potential to save up to eight lives through organ donation and just one person has the potential to save and heal up to 75 people through tissue and cornea donation so when you pass you have the potential to impact more than 75 other human beings through organ and tissue and eye donation and that's an immense potential so we really encourage you if you believe in Say yes. Talk to your family. Share your decision with them and then let them know so they can carry on and, and make sure that people know when you pass that that's what you want to happen.
2: There's a gentleman I haven't heard him from for a little while, but there's a gentleman who listens to this program whose job it is, is they hand him one of those little coolers. And, boy, he just puts the pedal to the metal and just floors it to whatever community he needs to go to or sometimes to the airport if that's where he needs to go. Mm -hmm. But a big part of his job is breaking the speed limit to get (laughs) things going to wherever they need to be from wherever he needs to pick it up from. So he's got to go to the community first off to get it. And this is we're talking long distances here. Then you've got to travel it all the way to wherever it might be needed to. And, again, sometimes that involves a plane trip cross-country, which if you've been in airports enough, you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes yep. that does happen. Okay, so uh, online they can go ahead. Where do they go online to sign up for all of this?
5: Online they go to
2: DonateLifeWyoming.org. Okay, DonateLifeWyoming.org. Mm-hmm. And for those people in the Casper area, is this event tonight uh, free?
5: Um, We've already sold out the theater. So the people that have tickets, they already know they have their tickets and they already know that they're coming. Um, So they know that they're coming to the event tonight. So for the movie that launches to the wider public that'll be february 23rd and that'll be next week
2: february 23rd next week what's the name of the movie again
5: ordinary angels
2: ordinary angels which i I did see a poster for that and i do know if that's the case if you want to see what this is about you there's always a preview on youtube somewhere
5: absolutely yeah you can
2: go ahead and look that up how long have you been doing
5: this um i've been working in the donation field for a little over eight years now yeah yeah. In
2: the Wyoming area? Yep. Yeah. Yep.
5: In the Casper area. And and I have a personal connection. I'm a donor family, which means I've lost someone in my family that mm-hmm. has become a donor and also a recipient family. My daughter is a tissue recipient. So she oh. has received tissue okay. from a deceased donor. So I've seen both sides of the coin.
2: Tissue. That can even be yeah. burn victims, for example. Absolutely. Is that
5: yeah. Yep. Skin from deceased donors is an immense healing capacity for individuals that have received burns.
2: Wow. Yep. It would be – I've never thought about really doing this. I'm only thinking about it now. It would be interesting to go and see how many different things can be used from one person to the next because I tend to think of organs, tissue, eyes. Mm-hmm. Probably goes way beyond that. I've just never thought about it before.
5: Yeah, it's amazing. My daughter actually um, is a recipient in dental, a dental procedure. Oh, see? Okay. So it's really amazing. The, the science is amazing. And that's why we encourage people to not rule themselves out. Don't take yourself off the registry because you never know what science is capable of. You're never oh. too old and you're never too sick. Science is amazing at what can happen. And by the time you pass, because none of us know our time, mm. by the time we pass, science could have advanced to the point where you could be a donor so if you believe in it please keep yourself on the registry all
2: right thank you for coming in this morning
5: yeah absolutely
2: coming up on some local business we have to take care of it's going to be news time right after local news update on the weather forecast and then we get into open phones 888-97 what's the phone number that's 888 w-o-o-d-s talk about what i'm talking about or change the subject it's wake up wyoming
0: The only show broadcasting from a bunker under Devil's Tower. Hey, it's cold down here. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, 6 a.m. weekdays on a.m. 1030 and f.m. 95.1.
2: Thirty-six at time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Okay, we're in open phones. 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. First off, thanks to Stephen Casper. He sent me this note here. It's a picture of a police officer standing at a beach looking all serious. And this is uh, Bondi Beach. I don't know where that is, but all right and there's a warning sign up here. It says, all joggers must wear a helmet. Trip hazards, slippery surfaces, collisions, no helmet, no run. Uh, Let's see if I can zoom in just a little bit more because there's some, this is a pretty big sign, but written underneath, and let us know you're safe, jog, uh, let us know you're safe, log your jog online okay before you leave oh okay I see what I had to kind of zoom into the sign it was difficult to read here so basically what it's saying is before you go jogging go ahead and log in to let them know that you're going to be jogging down the beach because that's a dangerous thing you know you could trip you could slip on a wet surface you could run into somebody shark nato, who knows and they're going to find you if you're jogging without a helmet. Talk about nanny state. All right. Uh, Mexican authorities arrest six in connection with grizzly machete murder in Cancun. I saw this story and it is really grisly. I'll tell you where I'm going with it just a bit. We'll set up the story. Officials. Mexican authorities say they've arrested six members of a drug gang. Connected to the brutal slaying of at least eight people in Cancun. Officials said the arrests were made after the discovery of five dismembered bodies inside of a taxi. The victims were not identified by authorities, but there's pictures and so on. And general, the officers arrested 23 people who allegedly operated to a fake tour agency, which also beware because your life is in danger with these people. All right, so... This is not a gun story. This is what gets me. So you mean somebody can go ahead and commit mass murder with a machete? I'm not trying to put light on this. I'm being very serious about this. Every time a story pops up where, hey, multiple people were killed, if it's a gun story, you understand the kind of headlines that it gets. But whenever someone uses a knife... Or a machete in this case. It will get some story, It will get some traction somewhere. But not a whole lot. Sometimes I have to sort of dig for these stories before I find them. All right. Doing a little bit of house cleaning here. Let's see. There was the hair story. Oh, here's another e-bus story. E-buses Republicans seek delay for mother of all unfunded state mandates delaying a mandate requiring hundreds of school districts to replace, and it says fossil fuel, but again, as you know, that's not correct, but organic fuel-powered buses with electric vehicles has been requested by a state of New York Republicans. State assemblymen called the requirements the mother of all unfunded state mandates. So the state is mandating that the school district do this, but they're not providing any money for this, for the school districts to go ahead and do this. Uh, quote like so much of the state's climate agenda, there's no cost benefit, no one, no cost benefit analysis even of this mandate or any realistic plan of how to pay for this. The mandate, which went into effect uh, 2022, requires new school bus purchases. Now here's again, th- this is a falsehood, which I always corrected. All new school buses in New York have to be zero emissions. Well, as you know, there is no such thing as a zero emissions vehicle, especially when you take a look at where New York gets its power from. New York primarily gets its power from coal and natural gas. So if that's what you're charging the bus with, it's not a zero emissions bus. Some people do argue with me, well, it's zero emission at the source. That doesn't matter. You have to create emissions in order to charge the bus. They want all the buses replaced and made electric by 2027 or maybe operating all electric by 2035 at the latest. Republicans want to push that deadline way back to 2045, and I don't think the Republicans are doing what they really should be doing. Republicans should be saying, we're not doing this. And recently, I've given you stories. uh, Canada, a province up in Canada, they tried to go all electric buses in one of their cities, and they wound up with pretty much no buses running especially when it got really cold. And then they had to put diesel heaters on the bus to prevent the buses from freezing over and not being operational in those extreme colds. And Jackson Hole, Wyoming, tried to buy some electric buses, had a big problem with them. Many of these electric bus companies are going out of business, by the way. Okay, so one official, Republican, says, school officials across the state are becoming increasingly concerned About the tremendous financial and operational charges associated with one-size-fits-all requirements. The mandate conversion will have a price tag in the billions that the schools don't have. So this Republican said, you're ratcheting up costs on these schools with no way to pay for all of this. See, I still have a problem with the Republicans in New York saying, well, we don't want to do this by 2035, make it 2045. Now, what they should be saying, if they're really Republicans, is don't do this at all. Quote, at a time when our state is bleeding billions of dollars because of the migrant crisis and school cuts, and and let's add to this, this Republican did not add to it, we're also running out all of our taxpayers. Businesses, rich people, but also a lot of the middle class leaving New York for the same reason they're leaving California. So how do you play? Well, how do you pay for all of this if your tax base is leaving? Lawmakers say upgrades would cost the state and school district between eight billion and fifteen to twenty-five billion more than the cost of replacing them with new diesel buses. The average electric bus costs about four hundred thousand dollars compared to. A diesel bus, which is about 100000 according to the Department of Energy. and Republicans have filed a bill that would rescind the electric bus mandate and replace it with a state-funded pilot program that would allow schools to at least test the vehicles first to see if it's viable. <clears throat> now, that's something that at, at, at least I could get behind that, even though I still don't agree with the whole electric bus thing. But I like the idea that, hey, at least you could do this. How about buy a bus or two, see how they work. And if they don't work out for you, then say, sorry, we're not going to buy any more of these electric buses. If they do great, then buy more. Another bill would require the Department of Education to conduct a cost feasibility analysis for each school district before requiring them to comply with the mandate. Critics of the New York mandate note that other schools with cold winters have been experiencing problems with their electric buses. They have reports that electric buses are gathering dust in garages because of all sorts of mechanical and structural problems. So, all right. Once again, I'll I'll say what I've said before on this. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just let people go ahead and make their mistakes. Let them go ahead and do this. They're going to wind up in deep trouble with no way of getting their kids to school. And they're going to be deeply in debt at the same time after paying for all of these buses. And the companies tend to go out of business. And they have no money to run the buses or their schools. And they can't get to the, the kids to the school anyway. So, uh, great idea, guys. Told you so, warned you, you're going to go ahead and do it anyway. Fine, we're going to let you do it. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis. Machetes are big in Central and South America. Milo and for Danger. I think I would rather be shot than hacked to death with a machete. Yeah. 8.45 is the time. Wake up. And we're back. Sorry,
0: we were busy tricking pescatarians into eating Rocky Mountain oysters. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods.
2: 8.48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming off. We got to talk to Frank Gambino over there in the icebox. So I think frank that when it comes to sports betting these online app things really have i mean it's added a lot this past super bowl 185 million in las vegas sportsbook bets alone
4: alone yes yeah. and that may be the, you know if you take if you've taken the, the entire picture mm-hmm. more more than that we remember more you, than you that. used to have
2: to go find a bookie
4: yeah and and, and everyone else does like the squares and everything so yeah. that's technically gambling to it's not if whoever's putting the boards on is not making money
2: right yeah of course they are or you can go ahead and make some bets with your friends which i know people still do but then there's the online betting app which means the way they've set this up even during the course of the game you can can bet yeah yeah. just
4: about anything really yeah you know there's the referee have two white socks on you know uh, you know that the, the people who started those those crazy bets were the uh, the English. Oh, I mean the, their booking their booking rooms have been going on for years and years and years, and you could bet on anything. And then all of a sudden, America goes. <laughs> Well, we we should be doing that too.
2: Okay, <laughs> just just so you know, everybody, Frank just blamed the the Brits for this. Okay? No, no, just there's so no
4: blame know. to it. I think it's I yeah, think okay. it's a wonderful thing. No, you
2: know? I I think it's a lot of fun. I I always worry that people are losing a ton of money on them. Be careful about what you're doing here. And they do. I've I've listened to some of their commercials where they say, "Hey, if you lose, we'll give you so much credit, so you can lose some more." Yes, exactly right. So they found really clever ways to keep people continuing to bet through the entire game. So I can picture now people sitting down in front of a – well, especially the Super Bowl, which as you heard, ratings were higher than the moonshot. Highest rated television program ever. In the history of television. That's really saying something. And during the entire game, people were sitting there on their phones. Not ignoring the game, but watching the game intently and betting on their apps.
4: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully they did well. All right. Go with sports. All right. Men's college hoops tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys hosting Utah State and Larry. The Aggies lead the Mountain West with a overall record of twenty and five in their eight and three, and they've done this with a ton of new players. And the Utah State also drilled Wyoming earlier this season than Logan. The Cowboys have been just pedestrian. They're five and five in league play, twelve and eleven overall. They lost big to the Mexico their last time out, so they're it's going to see what happens here. Uh, Utah, Utah State is really good on offense, and Wyoming is not very good on defense. It'll be an APM start tonight in Laramie. We'll have that for you on KT Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Coming up tomorrow on Juco basketball, the Casper College teams will host Gillette College at the T-Bird Gym. that will be a 5.30 start for the women and a 7.30 start for the guys. High school basketball from yesterday, been Kelly Walsh girls over Riverton 65-41, and the Riverton boys beat Kelly Walsh 43-41. And girls high school basketball, from back on Friday. In 4A, Cheyenne East rated number one B third-rated Campbell County, 47-34. Fourth-rated Laramie over the Toronto, 55-51. Fifth-rated Sheridan over South, 66-35. Kelly Walsh over Star Valley at overtime, 65-60. Thunder Basin, a winner over Cheyenne Central, 62-61. In 4A, basketball for the girls on Saturday, East improved to 18-2 with a 59-35 win over Thunder Basin. Campbell County beat Cheyenne Central, 61-38, is 13 and 8. Laramie is 11 and 6 after losing to Sheridan 52 36. Kelly Walsh over Jackson 52 17. And the Tron is 4 and 13 on the year, um, beating Cheyenne South 51 36. The Kelly Walsh girls, after that win last night, they are 9 and 10. Wyoming Cowboy football team has officially announced that Jeff Phelps will be, the start, will be joining the coaching staff as a defensive tackles coach. And he worked this past season at North Dakota State and also worked at Northern Illinois and Minnesota. He replaced Oscar Giles, who Accepted a job at the University of Houston. National Hockey League. The Colorado Avalanche broke a four-game losing streak last night when a six-three win over the Washington Capitals. The Avs had two goals in the first period, two in the second, and three in the third to improve the thirty-three, seven, and four on the year. That's in sports. So is that what you're watching between now and baseball? Or yeah, are you? Yeah, ho- I, like, I like watching hockey. I okay. Love it. It's, I think I think it's a far more brutal sport than football. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, you know, I mean you guys get checked in the boards and the boards don't move.
2: No, and then uh, well yeah, and they got to have a great dental plan in hockey. Oh, they all do, you know. Do, you know it, yeah. And then
4: and some some of these guys use hockey sticks as like surgical tools. Oh my
2: God, yeah, I've for seen certain, some of those. For
4: yeah. certain parts of the uh, anatomy. Okay. You know, um, so it's a it's a tough it's a tough sport. It's a tough sport. You got a team. The Chicago Blackhawks were terrible. Uh, that's you know, yeah, yeah. You as bad as they are, yeah. they're third in the National Hockey League in attendance. Okay, so that's your team. Yes. When, when did they have their version of a Super Bowl? Oh, that—that's not not until May and June. The Stanley oh, okay. Cup Finals. Oh, wow. Not the Stanley Cup of the the, the the coffee mugs. The, coffee. the,
2: original, yeah, Stanley the original Stanley Cup. The original Stanley Cup. All right. Thank you, Frank. Come up on some local business that we have to take care. We're gonna roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. Wake Up, while Six, it's Wake Up, Wyoming, and it is open phone, so 888-97-WOOD's the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject. I'll roll with it. As far as I know, I don't. if anyone up there has more information, please let me know. Standoff with the police department, Sheridan, Wyoming. A police officer was killed yesterday. The suspect ran to his house and barricaded himself in. And that was yesterday afternoon that that happened. As far as I know, it's still going on. And yeah, police officers from all over Wyoming are there. They have all sorts of armored vehicles. They fired all sorts of tear gas. I mean, they're doing what they can to wear the guy down and so they can go ahead and bring him out without losing another officer. That's essentially what's happening. And that's the last that I heard. So if anyone has any more information, 88897 Woods, the phone number. That's 88897 WOODS. News kind of hard to come by up there right about now. Alright, next, and it is open phone, so you can change the subject if you want. Next story I have up comes from the Casper Star Tribune. The Department of Energy last week announced a funding invitation for a select set of carbon capture projects at the forefront of the climate solutions, uh, including the potential 49 million awarded to researchers for a large-scale pilot projects at the Integrated Test Center near Gillette. Here once again, here's more of your money. This is federal money this time. It's still your money. And borrowed heavily. All of this money coming your way from you and future generations to do something completely useless that we don't need to be doing that, by the way, even despite all of the subsidies is running up your electric bill. But all right, reading on. The projects selected highlights Wyoming's growing role in the nation's climate agenda. And a sign that leaders see uh, this technology as a vital component of the energy transition. Now, we shouldn't be in an energy transition. Now, once again, this is government deciding the marketplace. How we produce electricity should be left up to the free market to decide. Not up to government. Let the free market. The only thing government should do is to make sure that you don't get ripped off. That's one. That the energy is reliable and consistent, which is what you're paying for, right? And yeah, take care of legitimate pollution. CO2 is not a pollutant. So forget that. I mean things like oil spills, stuff like that. All right, so we should not be involved in a government-forced transition of energy. It marks the latest infusion. The story says of a massive 937 million federal earmarks set aside by the bipartisan infrastructure law... Which administrations hope to deploy. I like it when they say bipartisan too. You see how much I have to correct this story? It's the bipartisan infrastructure law. So one or two rhinos who should not even be in the Republican Party vote with this. And all of a sudden Republicans agree to. too. All right, the administration aims to deploy a double effect reaching net zero while gaining an economic edge. Well, this won't do either of that. You're not going to be able to reach net zero. Uh, Our governor's idea of negative carbon is not reachable. And doing it does not – it gives us less reliable energy, far less reliable energy at a much higher cost while doing nothing to change the weather. Quote, this program aims to increase U.S. manufacturing competitiveness in the global transition to a clean energy economy, says the director of Office of Energy. Let me correct that. Uh, It's not going to bring in global competitiveness at all. We should not have a government transition into this form of energy, and it's not clean energy. Transitioning to wind and solar is not clean. It's not green. It's not sustainable. It's not affordable. It's not reliable. Quote, by demonstrating advances in this technology, the U.S. can increase our global competitiveness as other countries look for technology solutions that can help them achieve their own decarbonization goals. Okay. So now the entries, they enter negotiations to secure multimillion-dollar grants for the construction of large-scale pilot projects. Now, I already gave you a story yesterday. That had to do with several states and a couple of countries out there that tried to get into carbon sequestration and found out it was a miserable failure. Not only do they not need to sequester carbon, but what they did try to pump underground and save and store got away. Most of it got away. It was not even – those that did manage to capture some CO2, it was nowhere near as much as they thought they were going to capture. So many of these programs across the country and across the globe have been shut down. Yet Wyoming is still trying to do it. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, The projects will be built at the ITC and draw direct uh, flue gas from the Dry Fork Station, which is right there. The technology consists of a series of absorption beds that use metal and salt compounds to separate CO2 from flue gas. The process has been researched in laboratory settings since 2019. Now it seeks to make a critical jump to large-scale functionality in a real-world setting. So the grant invitation comes in tandem with other carbon capture projects whose awards We'll total as much as $304 Other selectees include the Cane Run Generation Station, Louisville, Kentucky. Vicksburg is in there. Big Springs Refinery in Texas or some other places. Okay. All told, the project potential is capturing as much as 500 metric tons of CO2 annually. Which, again, not only will they not achieve that, I know that they're not going to achieve that because other places have tried it and have come nowhere near achieving it. And it raises your electricity cost because this gets really expensive. And we don't have to do it anyway because CO2 should be in the atmosphere. More of it, in fact. Before grants can be awarded, recipients must submit a community benefits plan, a stipulation design enhanced project transparency. There's a lot of that they have to go through that's just bureaucracy. It's re- if anything, Oh, it's also to make sure that uh, tribal communities are – it talks about tribal communities in fact. If anything, as I read this story – and again, that was from uh, the Casper Star Tribune. I would love to be able to read a story like that where they offer the other side of the coin. If you want to go ahead and write a story like that on what's happening, absolutely run the story. But in nowhere in that story did I hear anything of what the critics of such a program have to say. They treat everything that they said as if it's just complete, total fact that there's nothing wrong with what they said without even bothering to go out and asking other people who disagree with this whole project, why do you disagree with it? Why do you think we should not be doing it? If you want to put out a fair and balanced story, make sure that you're getting both sides of the coin on something like this. Listening to someone getting on the air and saying what I'm saying is a rarity. That's why I liked it when, when Rush Limbaugh was around. Liberals were really concerned because conservatives had taken over talk radio. And the idea from liberals is, well, we need equal time. And Limbaugh's answer was, I am equal time. You guys have all of the major news networks except for Fox you have almost all of the newspapers, almost all of the magazines, almost all of the online sources, all of Hollywood television shows and and movies. There's very liberal conservative content out there. If you want fair and balanced, then give conservatives more time because right now we don't get them. So here's – I'm reading that story as I have read it. Offering the other side of the coin because again, someone would read that and they're only getting one side of the story. They're not hearing anything else. Everything is just treated as if it's factual. No dissent whatsoever, no disagreement. 915 Wake Up. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app.
0: Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio.
2: Nine thirty-six. Off to the phones we go. Howard, it's been a while. How you been? I've been good. What you got for me?
4: Uh, uh, okay. About twenty-five years ago, I lived in New York, on Long Island. There were a good number of people there who had a home in New York and another home down in Florida. And their argument was, "Goes, I pay taxes to
1: places. I should be able to vote in both places." Oh yeah, and they
2: did. Yeah.
1: And some of them probably did. Yes. But you didn't have to show any proof of residency in order to vote.
2: Right. That kind of stuff you know, happens and, quite a bit. There are some people who have even more than two. They've moved several times in several years. And therefore, they're on the voter rolls in every place that they've lived. And that could be three or four different places. And, yeah, they'll go ahead and turn in absentee ballots for all of that, which is why every single year, every state needs to go through their voter rolls. Also, uh,
4: this
1: is just... Worse than uh, illegal aliens
2: voting. Ah, uh, it can be, yeah. Yeah, that's why I say there's always fraud happening somewhere, Howard. It's just a matter of at what level. Yeah, you know. And,
4: and you're make a good point in their argument. Oh,
1: so, hey, I pay property tax. Why can't I vote?
2: Yeah. Well, um, you're only allowed to vote in one place. You have to be a resident of one place and vote in that one place, so yeah that's the way it has to be all right thank you howard now i have another argument though i've, I've offered this up for uh, quite a few times <clears throat> see whenever we get close to election time which we will be this year we're getting into it there's always those dead people who end up voting in which case i've said because i know the democrats don't like to hear this but when people are caught registering and voting for dead people It's primarily Democrats. And I know Democrats hate it when I say that, but it's true. It's not to say Republicans have never tried it. It's primarily Democrats who are caught doing it. And when dead people vote, the dead person is usually a Democrat. Now, I think they're performing a public service. The Democrats are. Now, hear me out. Here's how this works. We fought a revolution in this country in part over taxation without representation. Question for you, do we tax the dead? Yes, we do. Doesn't matter if you're dead, the government's still coming after your stuff. We do tax the dead in this country. Yeah, if you think you're getting out of taxes just because you died, no, you're not. You get taxed as a dead person in this country. Therefore, should dead people be allowed to vote? Well, pfft, obviously, they should be allowed to vote. They're dead. So the Democrats are performing a service. They're making sure that dead taxpayers are registered to vote. Now, if you're wondering, so why do they all vote Democrat? Well, brain-dead zombies, okay? Okay. There's the answer to your question right there. That's why they all vote Democrat. That's why your uncle, who is a diehard Republican, when he dies, he becomes a zombie, which means, of course, brain-dead zombies all vote Democrat. That's just how that works every single election cycle. Now, in this next election cycle, for those who are all worried about uh, voter fraud, again, it's going to happen. It's happened in every single presidential election or even local election Since the creation of this country, even before the creation of this country, other countries, voter fraud always happens. There's always somebody or some group. And sometimes they can get pretty damn organized, too. They can really get organized in doing this. The best we can do is to set up a situation, a scenario where it's as difficult as possible. That's why people like me, others worry about so many illegals crossing over the border how many are going to be able to register to vote and, and actually vote when they should not be allowed to because they're not citizens of this country? And I don't care how long they've been here. Only U.S. citizens can vote in U.S. elections. Now, some cities around America are trying to say, well, no, no. they've lived here long enough. I don't care if they've lived here long enough. Absolutely not. Not until you become a citizen of this country. Can you vote in this country? Miss Mary, do I have somebody on that line? Because I see a line that's lit up over here, but I don't see anything written down for it. So, okay. Yeah, we do have a lot to pay attention to in this next presidential election. I will... Oh, this is Rose. Hello, Rose. You got just a minute or so. Go ahead.
1: Hi, Glenn. I've been watching the budget sessions going on right now. It looks like they're passing a good majority of the property tax relief things for... Consideration, anyway, about eight out of uh, fourteen or so that that I've been paying attention to. Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of uh, propaganda about what are we going to do without uh, fire trucks getting to fires, and right. where are we going to make up the difference in money? You know, uh, they just can't can't seem to figure out that there's things we just don't need to be funding.
2: Right. Well, but also let's add something else to that, though if property if your property taxes suddenly jumped, we'll say 30% just to pick a number. Well, yeah. they don't need that extra 30%. They were doing your local government was doing just fine with what they had before. So, yeah. yeah, cutting back to what you were paying before doesn't mean all of a sudden they can't buy what they were already buying before. There's no reason no, they but can't. No, they got it so yep. they don't they don't
1: want to let go of it. No, they don't. So right. I don't, people might pay attention a little bit, but at least they are passing some stuff right now.
2: All right. I well, got to run. Considering it. Anyway. Thank you, Rose. I appreciate it. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Got
0: something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinion straight to the studio with K2 Radio.
2: 28s the of time off to the ice box we go Frank Gambinos waiting by Frank I have a person here that's going to not just hell but Sports Hall of Fame hell he's going he- he's it's a hell in a handbasket. Yes. Uh, the Highway guy, to hell. The guy who was charged with stealing a bronze Jackie Robinson yeah, he, statue. Yeah, he
4: cut it off at the ankles this would be in Wichita, Kansas. What kind of idiot is this guy? Because the thing was made of copper. He was going to take a, a complete full statue of a major league baseball player, a historic major league baseball player, mm-hmm. and just sell it to the scrapyard? Yeah. What? Okay, first off, um, what scrapyard would take
2: that? Unless he melts it down further. Unless he did it himself. Yeah, because if he shows up with the whole statue... He'd be like, hey, you were the guy who chopped that down. Yeah, it's exactly right. So he would have to do something else. So, okay. Jackie Robinson's statue. And here's where he goes to a deeper pit of hell. From a little league complex... Oh, you're yes. stealing this from where the kids play. Yes. Because of the copper out there. Yeah, they're
4: going to make another one.
2: Now, let's take... A, oh, I see a picture here of it being cut off at the ankles. There's just the shoes left. Okay, <laughs> yeah. now... Uh, I want to know, with all of the work that it takes to go cut at the ankles and drag this thing off and try to sell it and so on, you could do something called a job. Right. And you would get paid for doing stuff like this, but legit. I mean, if you know how to use a blowtorch and you can load stuff up and haul it off to sell it. There are people who would like to hire In fact, up the road from here, Frank, there's several scrapyards. Oh, yeah. And this is what they do, but they do it legally and legitimately. Yeah,
4: yeah. You're not going to take statues there. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he's going to pay for that for the rest of his life. Oh, you? my Lord. Is I he... mean, this is like, really? What? What, what were you thinking?
2: Uh-huh. Let me see. Stolen from I'm, – I'm trying to figure out – I'm trying to go through the stories to figure out how do they find this guy, 45-year-old, Arrested in connection. There's the photo. Okay. This uh, statue was discovered missing. Yes. June 25th. Okay. Suspect, uh, charge. I want to know, but how did they get him? Police were very confident that this is, okay, fine, yada, yada. No. Okay. As I read into this, I still want to know, oh, look at this. He was going to use the money to buy drugs. Oh. He was going to get about 480 bucks for it and then go buy drugs. So this is going to cost him time in jail plus about seventy five thousand dollars or something you, you, like that. You would, hope. and I think that the kids should allow to each, each and
4: every one of those kids at the baseball team there should be a lot of kick them in the shins. Yes. Okay. Go for, or throw baseballs at them or sure. something. Yeah. Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys hosting Utah State and Laramie, a big Mountain West Conference game for both teams. The Cowboys have been consistently inconsistent. They are 5-5 five and five in league play, 12-11 and 11 overall. They were drilled by New Mexico their last time out, and the Cowboys were also drilled by Utah State earlier this season in Logan. Aggies are 8-3 in league play, 20-5 and five overall, with a ton of new players through the portal and they have the second-rated offense in the Mountain West Conference, and that's not good news for the folks who are last in defense in the league. As an 8 p.m. start tonight in Laramie, we'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. In junior college basketball, the Casper College teams will host Gillette College tomorrow at the T Gym. That's a 5.30 start for the women and a 7.30 start for the men. In high school basketball from yesterday, the Kelly Wallace girls over Rivers 65-41, so they're 9-10 and on the year, and the Kelly Wallace boys lost to Rivers 43-41. In girls basketball, from Friday in Class 4, right? Number one, Cheyenne East over number three, Campbell County, 47-34. Number four, Laramie over Natrona 55-51. Fifth rated, Sheridan over Cheyenne South, 66-35. Kelly Walsh beat Star Valley in overtime, 65-60. And Thunder Basin over Cheyenne Central, 62-61. Then in girls basketball on Saturday, East improved to 18-2 with a 59-35 win over Thunder Basin. Campbell County over Cheyenne Central, 61-38. So Central is 13-6. Sheridan defeated Laramie. 52-36, so Laramie drops to 11-6. Kelly Walsh, a winner over Jackson, 52-17. And Natrona improves to 4-13 and with a 51-36 win over Cheyenne South. And the Wyoming Cowboy football team has officially announced that Jeff Phelps will be joining the coaching staff as the defensive tackles coach. He uh, worked last season at North Dakota State and also worked at Northern Illinois and Minnesota. He replaces Oscar Giles, who accepted a job at the University of Houston. And that's it in
2: So a defensive tackle coach, his job is to teach people how how to cause pain. Pretty much. Yeah, okay. Just want to make sure yeah. how to Pressure,
4: pressure, pressure. Yeah. Pain, pain, pain.
2: Pain, pain, pain. That's basically what the job is. Okay. So.
4: And you just keep pounding away yes. and sawing wood and just okay. over and over yes. oh, and God. over yeah. and over again.
2: Now, I've seen these guys, uh, you know, football working out like this and I'm thinking, yeah, you just better be used to waking up the next morning sore. I
4: think they all they all do one way yeah. or the
2: other. Yeah. yeah, one way or the other. Okay, hey, thanks, Frank. Got- I appreciate it. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local update on the weather forecast then you and I, well I'm still waiting and I would like to thank everybody who sent me what notes they could on the standoff in Sheridan, Wyoming, which to my understanding is still ongoing and I haven't heard anything new since uh, earlier this morning. So if anyone does, you can call our news department. Uh, Townsquare Media, K2 Radio is the closest one. Uh, Just get a hold of K2 Radio and uh, let her know what's going on up there in Sheridan as far as the standoff for those who haven't heard the story yet a police officer was killed in Sheridan and they believe they have the man who did it who is barricaded in his home and he seems to be well armed and that's been going on since yesterday so we're tracking him so wake up Wyoming